Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Point number two, it is about your the Philippic. Yeah. yeah, look, he, okay, so Philippics. How many have you owned in your lifetime? One, I killed him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up to three, all yeah. dead. Wendy Moore's just joined yeah. us. <laughs> oh, it's very nice to just pop in. Yes. Just happen to be in the neighbourhood, <laughs> saw the light on, thought I'd pop in. So going outside, I've actually got a, a hardwired um, gas barbecue outside and I cook my steaks out there, keeps all the smells and the juices. The problem is that my neighbours start knocking on the door, you know. And I've got a guy two doors up, he'll come with a six-pack of beer, knock on the door and say, Richo, can I come in for a couple of minutes? Hello, you're listening to Style Rules, the official podcast from the team at Home Beautiful. I'm your host, Sarah Berman. I'm the editor of the magazine and I'm in the studio with my co-host Fiona Michelin. Welcome, Hel- Fiona. Hey. Hello, everyone. But it was so nice to hear Holly on the podcast, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Holly Byrne, our features writer, she, um, she's better than she thinks. Oh, she was so good. <laughs> she was so good. It was a lot of fun having her in here and we'll definitely get her back. Yes. But Fiona's back for now, which is good because she is our resident style expert. <laughs> and of course, we're talking all things style related, the rules of style, what rules we're living by, what rules we're breaking. And Fiona, this week, you're out and about. Tell us about what you've been up to this weekend. <gasps> I had an amazing weekend. I was invited to the stunning Shandon picnic event, um, which was the most beautiful creative thing. It was at the Cell Block Theatre in Darlinghurst. Oh, I wondered where it was. Yeah. I saw oh. on Instagram it looked amazing. So it had this beautiful heritage feel with all the stone walls and it was all very cozy inside. And you walk through this tiny door and there's literally sky-high gum trees surrounding the whole surround of the theatre and it just smelt like the Australian landscape. It was absolutely divine. It sounds incredible. So the whole theme was inspiring a bit of French heritage styling with just taking that Australian landscape from the Yarra Valley and it just smelled amazing in there and there was spritzing of oranges and it was all natural <laughs> linens on the table. It was heaven, absolutely heaven. Love some top-notch entertaining. Oh, hard life sometimes. <laughs> in this episode, we're also talking entertaining with Chef Adrian Richardson. We're going to be giving him a call and getting yes. him some of his tips for home entertaining. He's chef at La Luna Bistro in Melbourne and an ambassador for Brighter. He'll be sharing his rules for fuss-free home cooking and entertaining. And coming up, we're launching a brand new segment called Home Hacks. <laughs> These are clever little tricks guaranteed to make your life easier. And lots more on style and design as usual. But first up, Fiona, I've got a question to ask you. What style rule are you making, breaking or living by this week? I am living by a rule this week and it has changed my life. Ooh, tell. <laughs> so as some of you might know if you listen to previous podcasts, I have moved. I've moved from a big house on the Central Coast to a new place in the city and it has northern light <laughs> all through my living Amazing. room. So I'm living by the rule of having a face that's facing, sorry, a home that's facing the north. And I've never lived in a home that gets that northern light before. And it is absolutely life changing. I've always, I know it's like, you know that it's a thing and it's supposed to be beautiful and it makes your house warmer, but oh my God, it is so beautiful. It's it makes freezing. your house warm up, but not too hot in winter. Not too hot. And it's not, stunning. Yeah. 
So it's obviously freezing at the moment, but it's just like a constant balmy temperature in my living room at the moment. And coming from my previous house, it was on the southern hut side of a hill. So it was always cold. It was damp. It was moldy. And I just thought that was winter life in in Sydney, but it's not. (laughs) It doesn't have to be that way. It's absolutely amazing. I know. Well, when we were, when I was first looking, looking for my first home that we bought, there was the wish list. Mm. And then, you know, you make your list. I want to live in this suburb. I want to live in this street. It's got to have this many bedrooms. I want parking for this many. Northern Light was definitely on the list, yeah, but then is. as it gets harder and yeah. harder, that was one of the things that we crossed off. And do I live with regret? <laughs> yes, yeah, I do. I, I don't know if I could go back now. It is so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yep. And so, Sarah, what rule are you making, breaking or living by this week? I am living by a rule, but I'm doing it pretty poorly, Ooh. I'm going to be honest. But I'm going to change that. Okay. So I feel like there's a rule around creating a focal point or having a statement piece mm-hmm. in every room, particularly in the living room. Yeah. And I've got this armchair in my living room that I loved, loved, loved when I bought it. It was vintage a couple of years ago. Well, maybe it was even three or four years ago. Um, it's <laughs> oh gosh, I'm scared. <laughs> I had to have it. I had to have it. It's a it's a, it's a velvet, a plush velvet yellow armchair. It sounds amazing to me, though. <laughs> it is kind of amazing. Are we talking it's kind of retro? Back. It's very retro, Ooh. but it's very low. And so it's a wonderful chair. It's really comfortable. I okay. sit in it with my kids. I can give them cuddles. I used to feed them in that chair, and they still have their, you know, sit on our laps and have cuddles and stuff in that chair. But I keep getting it dry clean, and it just, it's just it's a It's had its little, day, has it? It's had it? its day. It's a little <laughs> bit saggy. It's a little bit tired. And it's big. Like, it's got a lot of weight to it. You know, you have an armchair that doesn't have that sits really close to the floor. Yeah. It just takes up so much visual just space. Looks bulky. Yeah. It looks bulky. And so my living room is actually quite small. It has strange proportions. It's like quite long but very narrow. Okay. And so every piece has to sort of have a bit of a lightness of being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this piece does not have no, that. No. So what I want to do is swap it out. I'm going to okay. swap it out. Exciting times. I'm going to invest. I'm going to invest. So what I would really like is one of those slingback leather chairs Mm -hmm. with like a maybe with a bit of a Danish vibe. Yes, with the light sort of timber frame. Yeah, and the I think maybe the tan leather. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going for. Something really super comfortable. But then my I'm thinking, but then will I still be able to have the cuddles with the kids in that chair? You can put a beautiful throw on top of there, a couple of cushions. Bob's your uncle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think I'm going to do it. But as I said, it's going to be an investment because those chairs aren't cheap. So I think I will wait (laughs) for my birthday. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Christmas! Is Santa going to drop one (laughs) off this year? (laughs) It's going to be a very generous (laughs) birthday gift this year. Oh, awesome! So that's my rule. Coming up next, we're talking. Home hacks. Yay. New segment. And Fiona's got some amazing rules about living with plants. <laughs> Welcome to Home Hacks. This is our new segment. Uh, here we're going to bring you some tips and tricks that are guaranteed to make your life easier. Yes. Anything that makes life run a little more smoothly is worth listening to Absolutely. in my book. Yep. So starting out, we're going to be talking all things plants because living with greenery these days is such a huge trend. Mm. Um, everybody's bringing indoor plants into their home and we're f- all familiar with some of the big players in this yes. space, like the fiddle leaf fig. Yes. Actually, my personal favourite is 
good old-fashioned PCLE because you cannot kill that guy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm also finding the devil's ivy you cannot kill also. Oh, FYI. yes. Yeah, yes. they're well, really beautiful. Well, I've come close. Oh, really? But he's made a comeback. <laughs> you know what? So have I. <laughs> All I had to do was leave the country for five weeks. <laughs> I came chestnut. back. He was thriving. <laughs> oh. So, yes, we're talking all things greenery and we've got yes. some tips. Let's yeah. get started. Fiona. So I was inspired by a tip that Wendy shared a little while ago to wash out your dusty fake plants. You pop them in the shower and rinse them out and chuck them in the sun to dry. Genius. <laughs> Genius if you like fake plants. Yes, which I don't. <laughs> I don't condone the use of fake plants. People. Thank you, Wendy Moore. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks and goodbye. <laughs> We've got some new tips for you for <laughs> living with actual live yes. plants. So tip one is really simple. Um, if you've ever bought a plant from Bunnings, you know those really ugly black tubs they come in. Not the greatest. You don't always get a chance to buy your big beautiful pot right away. So a tip to style those right away is to pop them in a little storage basket or a laundry basket or any basket you have lying around the home and they look beautiful. It can look fantastic. Yeah. Because those big pots sometimes are real investment pieces. Yes. And there are some amazing ones out there. They're not cheap. They're, to get but the they're not pot. cheap. Yeah. They're not cheap. And they break. They yeah. can break. Yes. Unless you get fiberglass. But, yeah, I really love the basket idea hmm. because we've all got loads of them sitting around. Yeah. yeah. So put them to use. Chuck uh, your plants in there. Chuck them in. <laughs> Point number two, it is about your the fiddle-leaf fig. Yeah, yeah look, it, okay, so fiddle-leaf figs. How many have you owned in your lifetime? One. I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up to three, all yeah. dead. They're so trendy and so beautiful when they – oh, how gorgeous do they look in photos when they're nearly touching the ceiling and so dramatic and They look incredible. incredible. Okay, well, this is a side – this is a little side tip. Mm. This is not a hack. This is a side tip. Don't buy one unless you're really, really confident in keeping it alive because the big ones in particular are very expensive. You know what, though? Bunnings – Quite cheap. I've seen them kind of waist height for under forty dollars. Is this because they've reached tipping point? Yeah, they sort of they were a trend. They were yeah, a trend. Exactly. They were a trend. Now they're everywhere. They've been growing them in farms bunnings. for years, and they're like, oh crap, we need to sell these. <laughs> there are fiddle leaf farms out yeah. there now. <laughs> yeah, huge ones. But if you do take the risk, um, one tip to make those leaves look super glossy, like they've come straight out of the magazine, is to rub a little coconut oil on them, Ooh, and a they look styling tip. Super stylish, which I use all the time when I'm styling my shoots because you want them to look so fresh and vibrant, like they're not about to die. So there's your tip. <laughs> like they are in reality. <laughs> exactly. But don't put too much on and not too frequent or they may actually harm them a little bit. But, yeah, just a little bit of coconut oil. And it's oil. natural, which yeah, is good. Is. This next tip came from Holly, our features writer. She suggests if you drink loose leaf green tea or mm. any any tea really, pour your leftovers onto the plant and she claims that hers have flourished yeah. doing this. Now, we know the Home Beautiful team is a bit of a fan of making their little pot of tea. Yes, do love a tea. Having a tea break. Um, and readers of Home Beautiful are lovers of tea. We've done extensive research on this topic, <laughs> which is why at least once a year you'll have some beautiful tea products in the magazine and a tea party food feature. But, um, yeah, so she claims that pouring those loose leaf teas onto the plant has made them thrive. I personally haven't tried this one. Have you? Have you did, did? I wonder if it just is because she's literally watering them for once. <laughs> but I guess we'll never know. That'll make a difference, won't it? <laughs> Which leads us into the next one. Yeah. And actually, I've got to confess, this also came from a member of the Home Beautiful team, yep. Diana Moore, who is our digital content editor and used to be a florist. Her recommendation is water your plants or commit to watering your plants every Monday, Wednesday, 
and Friday. Hang on. <laughs> okay. It's a lot of water, right? It sounds like you're going to kill them. <laughs> okay. It sounds like you're going to overwater. But yeah. reality, nobody is going to remember to water their plants that regularly. <laughs> That's the point of the tip. So on a Wednesday, you might go, oh, yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, it's Wednesday. Oh, and I miss Monday and quickly oh, water them. so funny. It has worked for me. You want to talk really? about the ivy? Yeah. I'm not even doing it even close to once a week. <laughs> it's thriving. Oh, so but I have the rule in my mind. Yeah, yeah. So I see. You know, I get it. I get reminds it. me to get out there and do it. Yeah, I like that. All right, my final one is about pampas grass, which do you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> Fiona knows. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what campus grass came is. Up earlier and Sarah kind of gave me a blank look like, what? It's the – they're really trendy. They're like those straw-like feather duster plants that you see in all those boho shoots. You know the ones down there. Yeah, yeah, with the fluffy bits yeah. on the end. that look amazing. Yeah, they they're do gorgeously look textural. The thing is they molt like no business. So if you were to bump the table, it just go everywhere. So on shoots, it's an absolute bloody nightmare. Um, so a tip I heard along the way from the florist I bought them from is to spray them with hairspray and it <laughs> keeps them all intact, which is genius. <laughs> so first you, you spray, <laughs> you grab the old hairspray, yeah. spray the snag in your stockings and then yeah. spray your pampas grass at the same life hacks. time. Life hacks is what we're about. <laughs> we're all about the hacks. <laughs> and we want to know, do you guys have any house hacks that you would love to share or you want to hear about? Please get in touch. Email us at homebeautiful at pacificmags.com.au. Or you can uh, DM us on Instagram as well. It's at Home Beautiful. We really want to hear from you. We want to hear your hacks. We're always yep. looking for clever yes, home hacks. We love a hack. I can't believe it. Wendy Moore's just Yay. joined us. <laughs> oh, it's very nice to just pop in. Yes. Just happened to be in the neighbourhood, <laughs> saw the light on, and thought I'd pop in. <laughs> Wendy just stuck her head through the door while we were <laughs> live recording. <laughs> so happy to welcome Wendy Moore into the studio. So, Wendy, we've had you on the, sh- on the podcast quite a bit, but there yes. was a question that we did not ask you. Mm. Wendy, what's your style rule to live by? Um, just one. Can I have just one? Just um, one. You're only allowed one. Oh, look, I think for me, and particularly because I'm in the midst of a renovation at the moment, is I just have to stay true to my original vision Mm. and actually have that that mood board and that vision of what I wanted in the first place and not get distracted. It's so easy to get distracted and there's so many things to fall in love with. Well, you're out and about seeing so much stuff every day and every week. And I'm falling in love with stuff all the time but I just have to stay on track. Can you describe your mood board, your favourite one? My mood board? Yeah, mood board. So what I've got at the moment on my mood board, I've got this – got this beautiful colour called Tamas, which is a um, Tamas. It's a Dulux colour. Okay. So it's quite a deep teal. Mm. And then I've paired that with another colour called Pale Celadon, which is a very, very, very light kind of sagey green. Oh, I think I know mm. that one. Yes. Yeah, and it's then all I'm, about the sage green. At the it's green really green. lovely. So I'm going to do the <laughs> outside. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I'm going to do the outside of the house in that Pale Celadon and, um, and just – and then I'm going to have Whisper White on the walls and it's just a really nice soft colour scheme. And um, so that's kind of the colour scheme that we're looking at and I've got um, a lot of reeded gra- glass. So our house is kind of early 1900, so I am kind of leading into that Art Deco style but I, it's really kind of a paired back version of that. So there's lots of curves and lots of reeded glass and, and lots mm. of... Um, 
banquet seating with you know leather and Ooh, stuff like nice. that. Look out for her in a future yeah. issue. Yeah. <laughs> now that I've said that, she, yeah, she yeah. doesn't have a choice. No, she's got to let yeah, shoot I got it. Yeah, got to shoot it. Got to shoot it. <laughs> Just got to finish it. <laughs> yeah. And Wendy, what's the style rule that you're breaking? Oh, look, I've broken this my whole life because I think it's just a ridiculous rule, which is blue and green should never be seen. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. You see it in nature. Yes. Every day. Every day. It's like the, the perfect pairing. So I'm, I'm breaking that big time. So this is in the renovation? Yes. Or you're just walking around? Well, generally in, life, in gen- generally in life I break it pretty much every day. <laughs> Well, thank you, Wendy. Thank you for popping your head in and giving us two minutes with you. <laughs> so nice to be <laughs> back with my family. <laughs> I miss you. Yeah. <laughs> and up next, we're talking to Chef Adrian Richardson from La Luna and his tips for cooking the perfect steak. Style Rules, the ultimate podcast from the team at Home Beautiful. Thank you for joining us, Adrian Richardson. You're a chef at La Luna Bistro in Melbourne. That's right, La Luna Bistro in Bouvier Bar, which is two places. So oh, it's... A lot of fun down here, but it's always cold in Melbourne. <laughs> and how does that inform your style of cooking? It's perfect. Lots of meat. We love that. Lots of meat, lots of red wine. Oh, making my mouth water already. <laughs> <laughs> so what dish is your restaurant famous for then? What have I got to order when we when we pop in? Oh, look, if you come to La Luna Bistro, I mean, what, the, the things we do are really well. We make all of our small goods on the premises. So you'll get prosciutto, capicolo, lardo, pancetta, all made on the premises. You won't get them anywhere else in the world. So you sit down and have a, have a plate of that, maybe some oysters that are beautifully open, um, and then maybe a piece of meat if you want something that's been dry-aged on the bone for eight weeks, maybe a piece of ribeye, and we'll grill that beautifully and then carve it up. It's a, There's nothing better than that. Wow. And then, of course, there's a, maybe some creme brulee or something like that if you've got any room. Oh, my gosh. My stomach <laughs> is rumbling. <laughs> Fantastic. So it sounds like we're talking to the right person to get some rules around entertaining at home. Both of both of you ladies are in very safe hands. <laughs> so let's get started. Adrian, the first question we want to ask you is what is your style rule to live by? But my, my style is um is is Italian style. I mean, I was brought up in a in a very Italian sort of background. So I like cooking uh, Italian food, making fresh pasta at home, you know, braising ragus, that sort of thing. I really enjoy that. But something a lot of people don't know is I was an, an Air Force brat. I grew up in uh in, in Malaysia, so I've got a real uh, hankering for Asian food as well. So. I put the two together and uh, it's quite a unique cuisine that you lead at home. Adrian, you've mentioned a little bit about your restaurant. What else are you working on at the moment? Well, I've got a, a bar, a New York-style bar in um, in Rathdown, in Ligon Street, uh, East Brunswick. And we've got, it's actually a cocktail bar and we do beautiful cocktails. And, and my trick, of course, is to um, is to incorporate food as well that goes with cocktails and goes with that sort of uh, environment. So very lovely snacky food, uh, tapas, lovely beautiful braised dishes and, and dumplings, all that sort of stuff works oh. really, really well down there. So that's my sort of project at the moment. And, you know, possibly coming up with a new TV show, but uh, I can't say too much about that. No, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> It'll involve lovely food and, and you know, lovely lovely food, lots of meat, that sort of thing. Okay, great. Uh, is there a rule of cooking at home that people tend to live by that you think they should be breaking or testing a little more often than they do? 
Look, the one thing that, that I talk about is, with, with people is, of course, cooking a steak. And, you know, when I get in a crowd of people, you know, they, they'll start telling me, especially if I go to a barbecue, you know, be sitting on a barbecue, so guys, someone will have their gas barbecue all fired up, uh, full blast, and they'll start talking about how to cook the perfect steak. And I just shake my head because, you know, there's only one way to cook the perfect steak, and that's my way. It's a proven technique. I can tell you if you want, and it's really easy to do, but you know how someone just puts it on and just leaves it sitting there? No, don't do that. You've got to turn it over many times. No, you've got to prod it. Constantly, stab it. You got to press it with your Because that tells you how it's sort of cooked in a way. But for me, if you're going to cook the perfect steak, you've got to, you know, go to go buy some great meat from a butcher. That's that's the most important thing. Be prepared to pay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, allow that meat to come up to room temperature so it cooks nice and evenly throughout. And then, you know, for me, I always go outside. I've got a, a gas barbecue outside. I'll go and fire that up. Um, and get it to a medium high heat because you want an accurate, you know, you want you want fair bit of heat into it, and then salt and pepper, lots of salt and pepper on the steak, onto the barbecue or your pan or whatever you're using, and sear it, sear it on both sides, and keep turning it around because those juices, you know, when you leave a steak on a on a grill and it, the juices start coming out of the top mm, of it, yep. you you want to keep those juices in the meat. Keep That's it juicy. It, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what makes it flavoursome and delicious and, and that juice is in the meat, which get, makes it so moist when you're chewing it. It's just such a beautiful thing. So keep on turning it. Every minute or so, you keep on turning it. And those juices that are trying to escape through the top of it, they actually turn around in the actual meat and stay in the meat. And then, of course, take your steak off, let it rest for a few minutes, um, you know, and let the, let it settle down nicely and then tuck into it. And if you're worried about your steak cooling down, you always just pop it onto your, your, your barbecue just for a minute or so, get some heat into it, and then take it off and, uh, and then, then eat it. And that's how you cook a perfect steak. There you go. You make it sound really simple. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do. You're like this. I always send my husband out even in the middle of winter to do our barbecuing because <laughs> he's quite good at it. But I think it's one of the things that every Aussie, needs to know is how to cook the perfect steak so thank you for sharing it Exactly. And, and, and cooking it outside is a good tip as well because, you know, when you do uh, cook a steak inside, you get a lot of smoke and stuff in there. Mm. And I don't care how good your, your exhaust canopy is. When you fire that, 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 uh, that you, when you fire your stove up, um, you know, you need to be able to suck the out. So going outside, I've actually got a, a hardwired uh, gas barbecue outside and I cook my steaks out there, keeps all the smells and the juices. The problem is that my neighbors start knocking on the door. You know, and I've got a guy two doors up. He'll come with a six pack of beer, knock on the door, and say, "Richo, can I come in for a couple of minutes?" You know. <laughs> well, that's what you want. You want the home where everyone wants to be. Of course, you've got it. Um, so, Adrian, I also gave you some homework today, and I wanted you to share with us, if you can, your top three tips for fuss-free entertaining at home. Look, um, top three tips is one: uh, be prepared. You know, if you're going to entertain some people, organize a menu at least two or three days beforehand, Mm -hmm. go shopping and prepare the stuff so it's ready to go. Have everything in-house first. So if you organize like that, you've got all the ingredients in-house, you've got your menu and it's nice and simple. The other tip is to... Don't try and do stuff from Heston Blumenthal's book, you know, on the first go if you're entertaining people. It's just not going to happen because that stuff is really complicated and you need practice before you do it. So, I mean, my, my second tip would be keep it simple. You know, keep it simple and tasty um, and that's probably the most important thing. And probably the third thing is 
if you've ever been to a dinner party and, you know, the host is sweating their guts out in the kitchen and stressing because they're trying to serve this lovely food to everyone, you don't want to do that. The trick for me is to have everything ready before your first guests arrive. Yeah. You know, all the stress and the sweat is out, is, is out of the way before your guests arrive. And then you have some time to get changed, look fabulous, open some champagne <laughs> up, your guests come in, it's all ready, and then you serve it to everyone and you look fabulous the whole time. The, the host should always be fabulous. That's the most important thing. It's so true, isn't it? And it's also about actually spending time with the people that you've invited into your yeah, home. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Exactly. And it's about when the guests leave, they're jealous. Because you pulled off a great dinner party, the food was great, you looked fabulous and, and they just, they're jealous <laughs> and that's what you fabulous. want, you know? <laughs> well, at Home Beautiful, it's also about getting the house ready. So we would do a quick zhuzh, yeah. run around the house, get it get it, get it ready, guest ready. <laughs> so what, with all that in mind then, what's your favourite meal to serve up to family and friends? Look, if, um, I have an Italian background and I'll, I'll probably, you know, I've got to be careful how I say this because it'll almost bring a tear to my eye. But if you were coming to my place and I really wanted to impress you and I wanted to give you something from my heart, I'd have to say I'd make my nonna's ravioli. Um, it's something oh, – it, when I was a little boy, I grew up in my, my grandmother's house and, you know, every Christmas and Easter and when, you know, when I was would come around um, – you know, she'd always make this beautiful ravioli and, you know, with, with uh, pork and veal stuffing on the inside, a beautiful tomato ragu, she would hand make the pasta and roll it out and it was just such a beautiful thing and I make it every every year. I've got a, a young family and every year at Christmas time, I make this ravioli um, with the same pasta machine that she made it with and oh, it's wow. a very special – yeah, oh, it's be- I'm, I'm almost going to cry now. Just yeah. such a, she was such a beautiful, beautiful woman and, um, and it's something uh, – my, my little boys make the pasta with me and we make the ravioli we also make a hell of a mess as you can imagine young boys with flour and stuff it's messy as all as, as all, all as part a, of the fun though right it is it is they actually fight over you know when you crack the eggs into the flour <laughs> yeah. they fight over mixing it around with their fingers so it just it you need to you need to be well and truly uh, organized when you're doing this but to me that's a beautiful thing that's something i suppose being a chef in in, in restaurants we cook this lovely food and it's you know, it's all fancy. But, you know, if you, if you want to cook, food's something that, that you know, is from the heart and soul. And when you're cooking something like that that actually has meaning to it, um, I reckon you can taste it. You can really taste the difference and that's important to me. The little pinch of love, I like to call yeah. it. <laughs> just, have you got a box of tissues next to <laughs> Adrian, while we've got you on the line, I have to pick your brain. What would you say are the key ingredients? See the little pun I did there? <laughs> what, <laughs> what are the key ingredients to the perfect kitchen? Well, the perfect kitchen. I'm actually uh, designing one at the moment. I've got a terrace house in, in inner city Melbourne, so space is a premium. But for me, um, I've actually got the kitchen that's sort of an inside-outside kitchen. And, and so what I've done is, you know how, uh, you know, I like to cook the, the heavy stuff, the steaks outside. I've actually designed it so that, that, that I've got the gas barbecue outside. Um, and it's hardwired with gas. So I don't have to worry about the bottles, you know, changing mm, yeah. bottles. You never have to worry about that ever again. And I've got the, the main part of the kitchen with all the hobs and stuff inside. You know, when it's cold, which it is mostly in, in, in wintertime in, in Melbourne, the doors are closed and you can pop outside. It's all undercover. But, you know, in the summertime, we just open the whole lot of it up. Um, and, you know, you've got the inside and the outside that work together really well. Canopies over the top of everything. And, you know, there's sort of like a big bar kitchen. It's just a beautiful thing. Can I tell you what we call it? It's the seamless flow between inside and out that you've got at home. We like that. It's the entertainer's dream, really. I really want that for my own home one day. Um, And I've done that 
I've done that last minute dash to the, to the server. I know. God, so, so have many I. times. The worst. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> I would thank you so much for joining us today, Adrian. It was really fantastic to hear your tips and tricks for fuss free entertaining at home. And I can't wait to see your new show. Yeah. Can you give us any clues? It's a secret, so I can't tell you. It'll be, it'll be delicious. Lots of cocktails, lots of lovely things. Ooh, so you'll can't enjoy. Wait. Thank okay. you, Adrian. Thank you very much. And that's it from us, guys. It's actually a wrap for us for this season, but we'll be back very soon with all new content, fresh new ideas, new people in. But as always, rate, review, subscribe and tell us what you think. We'd love to hear all your ideas and we can take them in for when we next come back. Yes, please. You can email us at homebeautiful at pacificmags.com.au. See you soon. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.